A lot of people think they need to have special training or they need a lot of money to get an idea off the yeah. ground. A lot of time you don't. I started my first location with no money, just a promo Love video it. that we shot. And we showed that to the bank and they said, oh, you look like you know what you're doing. Here's $200,000. Good luck with your business. Jeez. Zero capital, zero money whatsoever, just ideas. Yeah. But it's how you relay those ideas and who you sell them to. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us Jeff Esfeld. Icefeld, yeah. Icefeld. That's ice. Like you just think ice is German, so yeah, Icefeld. Icefeld. Very good. <laughs> Jeff is a self-made creator and architect of modern entertainment. He has built hundreds of events, hosted tens of thousands of guests, and he loves what he does. I, mm -hmm. He gets to play video games, create unique events, and play change lives. He says, what more could you ask for? Welcome to our show, Jeff. Excellent. Yes, thank you. On this Monday morning. My friend, it's great to have you. So, self-made creator. The entire concept that you created is from your own imagination. I do. Everything just keeps snowballing. Yeah. I've always been very creative as an individual. I wanted to be an actor growing up. So always this mindset of entertainment, creativity, personality, a uniqueness, all of those things have, have formed into who I am today. So I feel that I'm a creator 100%. I'm a business person, CEO, entrepreneur second. Everything comes down to the creative imagination and drive. Uh, my entire business started with just creating Instagram posts and people thought that that was a business. So then I started realizing, wait, if people thought that my crazy ideas were a business, why don't I actually make it a business? So literally just posting from my basement and people started asking when I was open for business and it was just my fitness routine in like laser lights and fog machines. Cause I'm very expressive. That whole idea eight years ago, grew into now multi-facilities, huge deals, huge events, uh, all from this very basement we're sitting in today. I love those stories. It helps people that are just sitting on ideas mm -hmm. and not doing anything about it. My late mentor used to say, um, most ideas are stillborn, mm -hmm. meaning people just take it with them and they get old with the idea or they try a little bit, they hit some challenges and go back to the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But it's very special to have guests like you on the show because it helps those individuals take that first step. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people think they need to have special training or they need a lot of money to get an idea off the yeah. ground. A lot of time you don't. I started my first location with no money just a promo Love video it. that we shot and we yeah. sold, we showed that to the bank and they said, Oh, you look like, you know what you're doing. Here's $200,000. Good luck with your business. Jeez. Zero capital, zero money whatsoever, just ideas. Yeah. But it's how you relay those ideas and who you sell them to. And once they start believing in the vision, then you start to see it comes to life. You need people to validate the, your business and your ideas and to actually give you feedback and then grow from there. So it's more than just the ideas. You really have to put yourself out there 
and not be afraid of anyone copying your ideas. If you're strong enough and believe that yours is the best, share it with the world as much as you can. It's only going to help you get there faster. I've been to one of your locations and definitely there's a lot of creativity, decision details that point out, okay, wait a minute, these guys mean business. I just really, everything I've done all my life, I strive to be the best. And that's really what I hope that everyone in life tries to do is be the best at what you're doing. When I worked for a company, I, I made sure I was the best salesperson or I was the best employee or the best customer service rep. So when it comes to entertainment and my brand, I have to stand out and be the best of the best, bigger than all the other entertainment companies out there, bigger than Chuck E. Cheese, bigger than everyone. And the only way to really do that is to be unique and to add so much value with your brand that there's no question that you're the best. And all those unique kind of nuances and unique experiences and atmosphere really just comes down to experience and opportunity. And just, again, trying every possible angle that we can, seeing what works and being hands-on with the guests and customers really gives me an advantage as a business owner because I get to make changes almost instantly. Within a day, I can move furniture and change the flow of an event because I see how it did or didn't work. So being hands-on as the business owner really has helped shape this business. If I just had employees doing what they're told, it probably wouldn't have grown to this. The expectations, the customer service, the value, it wouldn't have been there. And we wouldn't have had such a strong community following, I believe, that if I wasn't so hands-on. But yeah, uniqueness and standing out is what I strive for. Mm. When it comes to your business and how you're actually growing it so fast... Do you find that there was any influence of network that helped you as well? Not so much like that I'm like networking and learning from many different individuals or businesses. I definitely mm-hmm. follow a lot of interesting businesses and learn from them just on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. But a lot of time it's just validating my own thoughts. And again, on LinkedIn and other business platforms, I'll put my ideas out there. And if I see people saying, this is amazing, this is great, you're the first one doing it, oh my gosh, this is awesome, then I'm learning from them through their feedback, and I trust them. They're successful CEOs, and they've been in business for 20, 30 years. I am going to take their opinion to heart a little bit. I did have an early mentor, actually, that invested $50,000 in my business in in the very beginning. He was my old boss. And from the day one, when I first started working for him, he always said, you're going to do so many bigger things than working for a company. And when he first invested in me, he didn't care about the investment. He says, I don't care how much money this makes. I care about what this money's going to do. And that idea of, wait, $50,000 seems like a lot of money, but to a business, it's nothing. That's a month's operating cost sometimes. But for someone at that early stage, before I had revenue, before I had a location to say, I believe in you. Here's my hard earned money. Now go and make it bigger than just a return on investment. So for me, having that mentor, he uh, unfortunately passed away about four years ago. So he didn't get to see it get, get into this enterprise that it is today. And I really wish that he you know, could have. So, But every day I wake up, I just think to myself, what is that money doing? How did it get me to this point? Again, it's not about how much money we make, but it's about what we do with it and how we impact lives. Hmm. So if anybody that's out there looking to start an entertainment business or event business, what are some of the learning experiences from your journey that you could share with them that could help them be successful? They have to really evaluate the world that we're in and be different. 
looking at the Chuck E. Cheese's and the Dave and Buster's and all those other bigger companies, Pladium, et cetera. In today's world, they're not financially viable. They have too much overhead. So copying their business model is not going to see success in the future. You have to forget the last 50 years and say, okay, what are my customers today? What are their family? What are their spending habits? And how can I offer so much product for a low price? Because I used to be the most expensive place out there because I had such high value and I was sold out every single day. But like that kind of model is hard to scale and replicate. I need something that's cookie cutter. You come in the door, you play, you leave. That's again, great for a business to starting out. But understanding the kids and the teenagers and the adults today is number one and embracing technology. You have to look around you, utilize technology to save on labor and and time, building a business, artificial intelligence. No one should shy away from tech thinking they want to do it the old fashioned way. That's archaic and it doesn't make sense. It's too expensive. So again, anyone starting out, they really need to take advantage of the world we live in. I'm, I'm an open book. I help companies anywhere in the world that I can when it comes to entertainment. I'm part of many different groups and I see that they're going through the same trials and the same business mindset that 20 years ago, those companies started with. And I try and steer them out of that because I don't want to see them fail. Because at the end of the day, my goal is to provide entertainment. So if I can do that indirectly through another business, I'm still meeting my requirements and my mental, like my morals as I'm helping people. So helping businesses, again, it all comes down to spreading the word because I can't help everyone, but Mm. I can try. Mm, Good. Now, when you're scaling this enterprise, you must have faced some challenges. Can you discuss some of the the top of mind challenges that you faced and then how you ever came up? The biggest challenge for most is relaying what the greed is. So a lot of people like you understand a restaurant, you understand like a Chuck E. Cheese, but when you think of the grid, it's so new and so different that people don't really know what it is. So it's hard for them to understand the value or the investment or how much money you can make because they don't understand. It's a whole new industry that we're creating, one with gaming, sports, education, all mixed together. That's why I classify ourselves as a gaming rec center because it's all about physicality, gaming, kids, fun, interaction. So the biggest challenge is really getting investors, getting anyone out there, business partners, understanding what is the business, where is it heading, and how can we impact so many people when I'm telling them my customer base is limitless. And to them, that's impossible. Like, how can you have a customer that's a child and an adult in the same space selling the same product? And that's because we diversify and we use technology properly and I can sell it to every single person. So if I were to tell you that my, my monthly numbers are $1.5 million, that seems absolutely ridiculous because that's more money than Cineplex makes. But when you break it down to a community and everybody in the community using your services at a low fee, you quickly hit $1.5 million with only 15,000 people. It's very small. Yeah. <laughs> it's very easy. So the biggest challenge yeah. is really validating the numbers to investors and other partners because we're still so new. Stage one of my business over five years was a small private entertainment venue. It wasn't this corporate expansion, open seven days a week model. So there's, right now we're in between stages where I'm selling the future, but I don't have the proof to back up the future. I only have my belief in the business and, and what we're doing and how we're going to hit those numbers. So for, it's, it's very difficult to, to get investors involved in my business today. A year from now, they'll be knocking down the door because they're going to see the scalability and the opportunity. 
but they're going to be too late. So right now it's really, there's only a few, few investors that we've gotten to the next level where they've seen the facility, we've met in person, they've understand the business plan, they understand the customer base, and they know that I know what I'm talking about. So those, again, the biggest so this, challenge for me is selling what it is. Okay. So for the membership component, that's, I, I assume that's online that they can participate from home. So again, because I'm so diversified when it comes to online gaming and physical gaming, so I have a physical world where you come to my facility and you play and you interact and you do all that. Then because I'm an opportunistic person and I see the technology and the need, I have an online business where kids, teens can join from home, connect and play video games through our network with coaches and physical, again, locations, micromanaging the online. So it's not that there's just an online entity and they're doing their own thing and oh. it's a server. It's managed by a physical person in the physical well, location. What I'm getting is that someone that plays, I don't know if Fortnite is still around or not, but if they're playing Fortnite, you guys actually coach them as a student mm -hmm. to play better and, and do better at what they yep. do as a gamer. To play with like friends their own age. To give you an yeah. example, my son's on a rep basketball team. So his entire team signs up for my esports league. Now his, all these players can now play on a Wednesday night at six o'clock from home because it's organized. Everyone has mm. a system, but they don't communicate to each other to go online at the same time. They go online, they find one friend, then they play with strangers. Yeah. And that is the biggest risk when it comes to gaming is kids are playing with strangers. You wouldn't send your child to the park and, and have them play with a 30 year old man who's covered in tattoos you know, who's smoking a cigarette, but online, yeah. it's a different story. You don't know who you're playing with. So it really is about safety and being able to structure the kids on a schedule with players that make sense. And for them to understand those rules, they can't swear, they can't, you know, do all the Good. things they would normally do online because yeah. it's out of control. It is honestly the worst it's ever been only because consumption is so high of, of video games and families needed a different alternative to gaming without cutting it off. So that's where the physical locations mixed with the online comes into play. Yeah, it sounds so dynamic what you're doing. It is, but it's so easy. That's the key. It's yeah. so simple. Connecting. You're you connecting connect the two worlds. Yes. That connection yeah. is creating that experience yeah. where you have a very low uh, entry point. Someone could pay a very small amount monthly mm -hmm. and be part of it. And they go up that value letter because there might be someone in their family that wants to do an event. Then you have the location as well, right? Mm -hmm. So are you expanding locations in, in different uh, countries and, and yeah, so locations? my the new corporate kind of model, which I'm not expanding till that one's up and running, just again to prove you know the numbers and things like that. But the plan is to open literally within every city. If there's a population of a hundred thousand people, they need a great gaming center. They already Franchise? have you know. 100,000 people in every city is very easy to, to, again, replicate. Will it be a franchise model that you're So I'm with? open to alternatives. I prefer the uh, what I call a corporate franchise partnership where an investor wants to open a location, but they don't have to run it. The corporation runs it. So they're a, a micro investor in a location that they want to see thrive in their city. Right. The moment what you want to do as a, as a business owner is have a business that's giving back to your community and your family. Yeah. So if, if yeah. someone's living in Mississauga and they want to open one, they fund the money, they become, let's say, a 50% partner in that location, but we run it. 
we staff it, we deal with the payroll, we deal with the marketing. They're just a side investor in a location in their city. They could open up more locations. There's nothing wrong with that. But unlike a French, like a McDonald's, I don't want you to work there because you don't know the business. You can't go and learn this business. So it's better that the corporation keeps running it. We put people in place. We have the training centers, but I, I don't need to own the whole pie. I don't need to have the whole corporation on all the locations. The more people that sure. want to invest in open franchises, the better it is for expansion. Again, going back to McDonald's, that's how they were able to replicate because families got in, involved and wanted to own a piece of their McDonald's in their city. But then they had to work for it, right? Husbands and wives working every day, flipping burgers. And that's not what people should aspire to. If you can afford a McDonald's, you shouldn't be now flipping burgers or hiring the staff to flip the burgers. I so, think we could do better than that. But yeah, and so then Jeff, mini locations, size doesn't matter. One could be 50,000 square feet. One could be 10,000 square feet. What I do is I take the space, analyze the market, and we put the best products in the space. So I may have one location that has dodgeball and Nerf guns and basketball, but it doesn't have things that another one has like golf simulators and other different elements. So they don't have to be the same because we have so much entertainment at our fingertips that we don't need to put it all in one box. There's so, so much to go mm -hmm. around. And that just keeps the uniqueness and the diversity between the locations as well, um, instead of them all being the same. I like variety. Very good. Mm -hmm. Can you share what you feel your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in life? Superpower? Your innermost <laughs> superpower that got you to this point in life. <laughs> My superpower, ironically, is energy. I have an abundance of energy for some reason. I don't sleep much. I don't eat much. I'm super That's healthy at 40 great years for old. Business. I don't know what it is about me, but since I was 12 years old and started working, my determination and drive and that amount of energy that I have inside me keeps me going all hours of the day, the night, the physical elements, the building whole facilities by myself. If I didn't have this energy core, I, I call it, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. That's awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on our show. It Thank was you. great talking to you and learning about all of this and especially your superpower, your inner superpower, because energy has a lot to do with the mindset. Like people say, I don't have the energy. You are energy. You You're are made of yeah. energy. You're like a vibrating yeah. energy with the mindset, with that discipline, determination, that passion, that excitement, enthusiasm, it just accumulates into some sort of a, a, a trigger, a laser focus energy that goes towards creating the result that you're looking for. And that's what you're doing in your life. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's great to talk about this. It was great to have you on the show. Thank you. I appreciate you and definitely keep in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. And yeah, I look forward to doing this again in six months time when the facilities are built and we can look back and say, oh, like we did it. And it's again, six months ago. It's crazy. You know, just shoot me an email or message <laughs> yep. or Instagram and let me know that you want to come back. I'll love to bring yeah. you back on. And audience, thank you for joining us once again with Jeff. His information is in the show notes. This very unique type of entertainment complex and where they have gone in such a short time is what excites me. So definitely take a look at their website. All the information is available and get in touch. If you want mm -hmm. to organize something for a corporate event or for the kids, whatever the case may be, definitely take a look and appreciate you guys helping us grow. We'll see you next time.